This is Transmission, a bilingual digital marketing podcast presented by Alphaco Marketing and Media. Hello and welcome to Transmission. I'm really excited to be joined by my, my erstwhile guest, Juan Pablo Osorio. Juan Pablo, how are you? I'm doing very well. Excited to be here with you guys and another amazing podcast that we have for you. Really excited to be doing this. It's been so amazing over the last really couple of months to to see the engagement with the podcast, to go back and, and listen to the podcast, to see us showing up on Spotify. It's, it's really been awesome. Um, yeah, I know I've said this before, but always excited to be on this journey with you, Juan Pablo. Yes, yes. It's like a dream come true to be able to do this. Uh, not only just to be living out our our lives, doing what we love to do in, in marketing, but also being able to share that information and this, uh, what we, the lessons that we've learned with, with businesses and entrepreneurs and people coming up. Absolutely. And, and to that, I do want to say if anybody has anything they want to hear on the pod or any topics they want to hear covered, feel free to reach out to us on the website. Um, we are more than happy to take questions or comments from, from the audience. Um, really, we want this to, to engage with people. So if there's anything anybody listening wants to hear, let us know. Uh, Juan Pablo, I know these the last few weeks I've been really caught up moving, um, getting ready to move just down the road. But you've been up to some pretty exciting stuff. What have you been doing? Before I started marketing, I was doing a video production. So I was invited to be part of a documentary as a producer in down in Mexico City and a couple of other cities around. So I, uh, I was out there uh, for almost two weeks. It was really fun, long days. And then um, I got a surprise call to come to Houston because uh, Afaco is being selected, nominated and selected to get an award for the emerging 10 businesses. And I had to come back for a photo shoot. Uh, and yeah, very exciting. We, we have a gala coming up and being recognized as a innovative business who started with almost no resources, even against all odds, uh, and we're, we're growing. So really excited about that and looking to continue to grow along with the team. Man, it's been amazing. It really is amazing news. I know that um, you were excited to go and, and, and produce that documentary, but happy that you were able to, to come back in a little early for such great news to, to start accepting that honor on our behalf. Um, so much of of what AlphaCo does and is is a testament to to the outreach that you do. Um, you know that really is one of the kind of seeding ideas of AlphaCo is is giving back, um, and so it's it's really great to to not only see you doing that but living it, and then to be to be recognized for all the good work and the cool things that we're we're doing in the community as well. Really couldn't be more thrilled about being honored in that way. For the audience, though, and, and kind of taking this back to your time as a producer, what does being a producer on a documentary entail? You know, I don't know too much about that, but I think that's pretty interesting. So like, what were you doing? Are you just running around making sure people have stuff? Like, What does that look like? Yeah. So even though I like to shoot and I like I'm not crazy about acting, but I like the business side of things more. Well, I guess that's where I fit better. But as a producer, I make sure that um, we keep efficiency in time and budget, um, that we have permits to go shoot wherever the locations that we're going to go shoot. Those permits can be daunting 
<laughs> and bureaucratic. Um, so it's it's more logistical and administrative. And then a little bit of a little bit of it's, it's making sure that the team is motivated as well. You know, making sure that we have some some food, make sure that we have water on set, uh, that people are being taken care of on the set side and outside the set. Make sure that we have permits and that we're within a budget and a time constraint to make sure we get the shots that we need to put everything together. Sure. Got it. You know, I've always watched movies and I'm interested in that world, of course, but I've always thought when I hear of a producer, either like they're just the money, they just mostly stay in their office and give money, or they're there to be the adult in the room because so often the creatives, rightfully so, want to have fun and, and be creative and you need somebody there to you know, make sure people remember to eat lunch. Yes, yes. The executive producers are actually the ones that front the money. So whenever you see a movie and you see executive producer, those are the ones that are putting money. In. But then you have unit producers who are on the ground day to day, making sure things are happening. On uh, this case, I was more of a unit producer uh, rather than an executive producer, maybe in the future. No, of course. I'm always just fascinated to learn learn more about that industry and, and hopefully our audiences as well. Um, you know, we do some, some media, some video and photo shoots here, and, and that's definitely something that we our, our clients may see they may see you out there producing their next media engagement for us yeah i've always had a love for media just happened to be that uh, we kind of for the business model we selected a website and, and social media and because of the being able to serve customers nationwide without having to physically be there while on, a, on the media side if we're producing videos it takes a whole crew you have to be there physically budget is a lot bigger so we try to serve our customers where we can and websites has definitely been a lot more what's the word um efficient efficient yeah yes yes it was definitely the you know for us and this is maybe a little inside baseball here but definitely the um you know, it, it, it met our capabilities and met the time. Um, it would have been very, very difficult if we were doing just media during the pandemic. So um, happy that we're we're doing both because it definitely helps us not only diversify, but meet our clients needs in their entirety rather than just being a, a piece of, of their overall you know marketing stack. Um, we really get to kind of handle everything for them, which is something that I, I really value and really enjoy. Uh, I heard you mention in their social media, which I do think is a really, really great transition to our big topic of the day. Uh, that said, before we transitioned to social media, I did just want to mention that a link to the um, HMSDC Emerging 10 Awards information is going to be in the show notes today. So if anybody's interested, please go and follow that link and check that out to learn a little bit more about what that means and and why we've been selected. Um with that, though, let's dive into our, our social media topic for the day. Um, what we wanted to do is just kind of give a little teaser on not only what social media is, but what the different platforms of social media are, and then what type of business might use them, how they use them, what kind of customers are there, um, and then kind of how to reach those customers. But we don't want to go too deep on any one vertical here. What we really want to do is give you a quick two to three minutes on each and what the the use case might be for you if you're looking to engage in a more active social media campaign. Um, with that, Juan Pablo, I know you wanted to talk about what 
I'm not sure if it's officially the oldest, but it certainly feels like the oldest, which is which is Facebook. Juan Pablo, why don't you tell us a little bit more about, about Facebook and, and how you might use that if you were a business? Not the oldest. I think MySpace might be the oldest, but Facebook... Well, the yeah. oldest we're going to talk about. We're not, <laughs> we're not, we're not going to talk about MySpace today. I do remember my freshman year in college uh, signing up to a Facebook account. It's been over 10, 15 years now since then. And um, yeah, today... We want to focus on the business side of things, and I want to start with the difference between a Facebook personal page and a business page. For you business people out there, you have to understand that a business page is separate from your personal page, and you need to have a personal page to create a business page. And I, the way I like to make a difference or how to, how to know the difference between them is that only you can manage, only one person can manage a personal page but multiple people can manage a business page. And the big value behind this is you have your personal page, you do your personal post, you create a business page, and you can collaborate with your team to manage that page. You can add uh, different levels of administrative access. And if you're a big business and you have somebody coming to the company, you can assign to them to manage that Facebook business page. And let's say they move on or they go to another department, you can remove their access to the business page without losing the business page. So you can rotate users. Uh, so this is the, the, the foundation. You have your personal page, you have your business page. Once you have that set up, you can put a team behind to engage uh, and even do ads. There's something called a Facebook business manager. There's another tool separate from the personal page and the business page. There's a, this is where you actually can do ads and manage multiple pages at the same time. And one last thing I want to touch on the Facebook is the chat. The chat is a powerful feature. Uh, we actually use it for our websites in a way that the Facebook chat, you can set it up to be a chatbot on your website it's the cheapest it's because it's free it's easy to use you can download a facebook chat on your phone or on your have your team download it on their phone and when people go to your website and they engage with the chat you will actually see these messages on the facebook chat this is of high value because you're talking to people while they're on their website without having to get complicated technology very easy to use you use just use Facebook chat. We have customers who get multiple hits every day through their Facebook chat, through their Facebook chat on their website. And, and the great thing with this is that once they engage with the chat, you can see who the profile is, their picture, their name, you can get con uh, customer contact info. So just there in a nutshell, a couple of things about business on Facebook uh, that you can use to get started uh, on your business today. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the unique things about Facebook is that it has become fairly ubiquitous in that it's kind of an everything tool. Um, certainly within Facebook, I think you can find something that Facebook or the meta suite of products is going to, to help you with. Now, that being said, let's think about Facebook like primarily as a social media platform. So mostly about posting, whether it's from the business side, like, you know, if you're a business and you're posting on, on, on Facebook, who are you trying to reach and what kind of business should you be? And the kind of like, what should that messaging look like in your opinion? Yeah. So this, uh, one way to go about it 
is to look at what other businesses in your industry are doing. Uh, we can go deep into doing customer analysis, but just to keep it simple for the today's topic, it's go look at your competitors, look at their content, and that will give you an idea of what your customers are expecting. Look at the best pages that are out there. And I'm not saying copy word per word what they're doing, but look at their strategy and start going towards that direction. And of course, uh, one thing that can stand you apart from the rest is uh, engage, engage, respond to comments, respond to messages and be consistent. That's that's what I was going to say, which is that I think and have really started to think of Facebook more as a um a great app for community building rather than like consistent posting where I think maybe Instagram is somewhere if you have something to sell, like if you're selling blue jeans on Instagram, and I know we're going to talk about Instagram. I'm stepping on your toes here a little bit, but if you're selling blue jeans on Instagram, you know, you'll post a bunch of pictures regularly and a lot of updates of people wearing your cool blue jeans. Whereas Facebook, for one thing, it does have a slightly older demographic using it. Um, but also the way they're using it is slightly different. What people are really doing now on, on Facebook is they started out with their original profiles and they will still post, but they'll also engage heavily in, in communities or groups within Facebook. And so one of the best strategies to really, you know, um, find your community or find your audience is exactly what you said. Engage in those those kind of micro communities through Facebook. Um, respond to questions. Do posts that are specific to your community or to your niche don't necessarily go on Facebook and just put out an announcement saying, hi, I'm in business and come check it out. It's no, we want to be a little bit more focused and a little bit more targeted there um, is an overall better strategy. Any last notes on on Facebook before we, we move on to our next platform? Yeah, just a caveat, uh, you can create a Facebook group to create a community and engage in there. And also Facebook has gone more towards a video than words format so if if you can do videos or have somebody do videos that you will get the algorithm will make your post more engaging and show it to more people so that's kind of like a whole under the hat trick do video and you will get more engagement i, I love tips and tricks juan pablo i, I love them and I, I know the audience loves them too Next, I wanted to talk about a, a platform that's really near and dear to, to my heart, which is LinkedIn. Uh, I think LinkedIn has changed quite a bit. You know, originally it was almost exclusively a place to go find jobs. Um, it wasn't that dissimilar from like Indeed. And then it grew to be more of an overall kind of professional networking platform. Um, you know, I know when I was getting my MBA on like day one, they basically just said, go and connect with as many people as you possibly can, because this is going to help you in your career and help you get a job. Um, now, that doesn't necessarily answer what you do with that if you're a business. Well, I think it can depend on what type of business you are. But in particular, if you're business to business at all, if you're trying to reach out to other businesses or other professionals, I think that LinkedIn is a great place to get your message out. Because what you will see on LinkedIn is people who are actually identifying what they do for organizations. And then because LinkedIn is originally meant as a, a business platform, it really does does allow you to hone in and filter or search based on, you know, what somebody's role is, what somebody's title is, what company they work at, what they do. And so if you're a business selling to other businesses, you can really leverage LinkedIn to not only 
you know, find and understand your niche and how, how what they're using LinkedIn for, but also connect with those people and then share targeted messaging to that audience, as opposed to maybe the more generic kind of messaging you might need to put on some of the other social media platforms. LinkedIn is really going to let you target other businesses, other business owners, or, you know, business decision makers in a way that something like say Instagram just doesn't. Um, Instagram allows you to target a huge group of people, but it doesn't let you say, okay, I only want to target people who are a VP level or higher in a business. Uh, that's something that's really exclusive to LinkedIn, which is why I think it's one of the better B2B uh social media platforms. Now that I've kind of stolen Instagram from you and talked about it a few times uh, out of turn, Juan Pablo, why don't you tell us a little bit about Instagram? Yes, uh, man, I, by the way, I love LinkedIn. This is where I, I slide the most on, on people's DMs, but professionally, uh, I've got a many conversations going more on LinkedIn than any other platform. It could be because it's a lot of people like you and I, people who are connectors, people who love to connect with others, but it does seem like that is the platform where, you know, if if you have the right message and you're open to conversation, you can really reach out, reach out and grow your network organically via LinkedIn in a way that I find uh, not only personally satisfying, but great professionally. And, you know, before I go into a meeting, I look at people's LinkedIn profile if they have it, and it gives me an idea about their education, their previous work experience gives me context to to get to know them a little bit, a lot, a lot better than the image that they might put in other places like Instagram. Of course. And, and the reverse is true as well, which is it allows you to put a ton of great information about who you are, what you do, what your skills are. And so if people are looking to find you, instead of just seeing, oh, you know, there's Graham and, and he has a dog and he doesn't photograph very well. They can, you know, they can see, oh, there's Graham. He's been with AlphaCo for four years. Uh, he used to work at Merrill Lynch. They can see that story and really understand who I am as a professional, um, which, again, helps build credibility. It helps kind of grease those conversations and helps us find common ground when we do meet with people. Yes, sir. And uh, so uh, on to Instagram. Um, I want to start by saying that you can manage Instagram also from the Facebook business manager. <clears throat> this is the easiest way to you can link your Instagram account and your Facebook account and then manage them from one place, which is the Facebook manager. You can give multiple people access, your designer, your copywriter, your editor, and they even respond to messages for Facebook comments, for Facebook messages, for Instagram comments and Instagram messages all in one platform. So I highly recommend for businesses to integrate. And the other great thing about managing and linking them together is that the content that you make for one channel, you can actually post it on both. So if you're posting something about your business on Facebook, you can automatically say, also post this on Instagram. So they're both owned by the same company, Meta. They set it up an easy way for you to manage both channels from one place. And there seems to be two different audiences that go into both. So you don't have to worry about, oh, the same people will see the same post twice. M most likely, the person scrolling on Instagram is not scrolling on Facebook. That's right. So a little bit about uh, uh, Instagram for businesses. Once you set up a, a 
business Instagram page. You have to have, if you want to have other people on it, you have to share your, your password unless you're managing it through Facebook Business Manager. So this is not like uh, Facebook where you can set up a business page and have multiple people. You can, the way to do a business page on Instagram is you set up a personal page and then on the settings, you go down and you find, make this a business page. Then you will convert a personal page, you will convert it into a business page and this will allow you to share phone number and contact information. That's how you know the differences. When you see at the bottom of a profile, there's a phone number, contact us. That's how you know it's a business page. This will unlock new tools. So once you go from personal to business on Instagram, you get new tools like insights. You can do ads. You can monetize. You can share contact info, uh, info details. And But the, the strategy goes back to being a visual storyteller finding industry hashtags so again look at your competitors what hashtags look at their audience uh, you can go and actually uh, uh, like your competitors audience and start engaging with them start posting and then other cool things you can do is collaborate with influencers that have similar audience and one last tip Download a tool like Canva.com that allows you to easily be a graphic designer and have uh, templates where you can easily post a photo, but the graphic design is semi already done for you. And you can actually export multiple sizes so that you can post both on your reel and also mm. on stories. Yeah. I one of the things I think about Instagram is is something you said earlier that I thought was really, really insightful in regards to Instagram, which is ask yourself, can you tell a visual story? Do you have a visual story to tell? And I think if the answer to that is yes, you absolutely need to be on Instagram telling that visual story. If the answer to that question is no, I still think you need to be on Instagram, but you may not need to post regularly. It may not need need to be a core part of your strategy, but it's such a large platform that at the very least you should have, have a, a profile, have one or two images, or what I really like is the block of six, where you do six different images, all one that are basically it's your logo and a banner. And now people come there, they at least know you exist. They at least know you have an Instagram page, but you don't have to do a whole lot. And when I say televisual story, you know, I think of, well, in the, in the medical field, we work with some estheticians, right? They're really um, focused on beauty. Well, that's a visual story to tell. That's a great kind of indicator that you should be on Instagram. Uh, the flip side of that is, and I don't want to get into like weird fetishes or anything, but we've worked with podiatrists in the past and you don't really want to just take a bunch of pictures of people's feet and put them on Instagram, right? That's a much less visually appealing story to tell. And so kind of ask yourself this question is, do I have something visually appealing to say and to put on Instagram? If yes, be there. You really have to do that. If no, uh, create a profile, have a profile, but maybe don't make it a core part of your, your social media strategy. Don't invest all of your resources there. With that, is that like, do you kind of agree with that? synopsis Juan Pablo yes yes I think that you should create a 
Facebook business page and an Instagram business page. Get the backlinks, get your website, your contact info, and then use Canva to create a block of six, at least six posts that tell the story. It could be like based on your website, your services, or your banner, and but you should have it. You don't have to be posting on it all the time, but get those backlinks because when people search for your business name, if you have a Facebook and Instagram page, it will help you rank at the top. Absolutely. And I I would say that's probably true of every platform that we're going to talk about. Um, even maybe the next one I'm going to talk about, which is even if you don't feel like it's the right platform for you or for your business, still create what we would consider like a landing page or a contact us page within that social media profile. Still link to your website, include your phone number, include your address, if possible, a brief description of what you do. Still have that information out there, uh, but you don't necessarily need to be, you know, posting 15 funny Instagram pictures a day if that's not core to your business, right? Now, we're going to get even more aggressive with the next one I want to talk to talk about here, which is TikTok. The very first thing that I have to say is I have to really uh, age myself down to use TikTok. Uh, it is the first social media platform that I ever felt like, hmm, maybe I am just like a smidgen too old to fully use and utilize this platform. Now, that being said, I think that it's an extraordinarily powerful platform for brands that can utilize it correctly or understand how to, how to tap into its kind of its virality. Um, now I would definitely go back to something. I would even double down on the idea that TikTok is a visual medium. Um, it's all videos, right? There really is no way to be on TikTok without producing videos. That said, oftentimes the best performing videos are very, very, very lo-fi. Um, you know, they're, they're cell phone videos. They don't have to be high tech. They don't have to be professionally done. They just need to have some element of video and audio based personality and, and they will succeed. Um, in terms of what kind of business I suggest leveraging this tool, I would say businesses primarily that are selling direct to consumer. If you're primarily a B2B business, you probably don't need to use TikTok just because the way, uh, TikTok is kind of like an iceberg. There's a whole lot under the surface that you don't see and you're not getting benefit from. But if you get to be that that part that's over the water, you get a, an extraordinary amount of visibility. But you do not get to control who is viewing it. So once you're that iceberg, everybody can see you. Like once you're out of the water, everybody can see you, which is great if you have the type of product that everybody or the bulk of people might want to buy. But if you're say, you know, um, take one of our clients, for example, a, you know, a healthcare enrollment provider or, a you know, another B2B business, if you are primarily a notary service, um, you know, tailoring to, to other notaries, LinkedIn is probably a better platform for you than TikTok. Now, the flip side of that would be we have a lot of our, we work with a lot of restaurants. Um, restaurants can really go far on TikTok. You can really go viral. In particular, during COVID, so many restaurants started packaging something like a salsa or a tea and, and tapped into nationwide shipping. So if you have a product like that, TikTok might be a great place for you to really expand your audience, expand your reach and, and grow your offering. 
Juan Pablo, what's your experience been with TikTok? Man, uh, to me, the way I look at the social media, it's uh, channels that are made for marketers, but they package it as if it's made for the consumer. I This is the lenses that I look at it as. Of course, the more people that are in it, the more the better it is for marketers to join and pay advertising. So the the developers want to create an amazing tool for people to be hooked. And it seemed to me like before, uh, I had a professor that was a social media manager for the Houston Texans, and he said that uh, people would scroll through Facebook and Instagram as long as a toilet paper roll. If you lay out a toilet paper, that's how much people on average are scrolling through their feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TikTok is like that, but for videos, short videos. I, I, I don't know what the analogy would be. It wouldn't be the toilet paper room, but... Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but so I, I think that uh, they've done a great job with customer acquisition. And there is a lot of businesses having a lot of success on TikTok. Uh, it is a younger audience. And there's a lot of great tips. So for as far as marketing, it's a something to consider promoting and making advertising on there. As a personal user, I don't really use it. I try to stay I started I try to stay on the marketing side of things and I get so hooked on the scrolls cuz I mean, I, I try and use everything personally to help me understand it for, for work, right? Like I've, I've used TikTok because I want to understand what TikTok is and I want to kind of know how to tap into it professionally. But in my, yeah, in my personal time, uh, I'll put it this way. I lost a few hours to TikTok and decided that I maybe needed to not lose any more hours to TikTok. So I, de- I very much try and limit how much how many videos I scroll through. Yeah, I had to make a decision for me at some point is, am I gonna engage with people and do videos on TikTok and YouTube? Or am I gonna go and go a traditional and go to events and engage with real people? And for me, it was more like I enjoy engaging with people in person. That's why I'm always going to events and I like connect with people on LinkedIn and I may follow their pages on Instagram. But I'm more of a uh, in-person type of guy. Sometimes I wish I would be that influencer, but uh, just my I just follow my gut and <laughs> stay in person. I totally understand. Um, yeah, to kind of wrap up, um, wrap up TikTok. What I would say is that if you have a if you have the kind of product that is direct to consumer and at least somewhat mass market, chances are TikTok is a really really great platform for you. If you are more of a local business or a small to mid-sized business, or you don't have any sort of like national component to it, I would argue that TikTok is maybe not the best resource or the most valuable place to, you know, exert capital, for lack of a better term. I, I wanted. I have a, a buddy of mine that's in Dallas, and he's working for an agency that works for TikTok. And what they do is they reach out to. Uh, TikTok businesses and, and teach them for free how to use their TikTok page because this benefits TikTok in the long run. And one of the main tips that he told me is that there's a free TikTok page that shows you everything that's going viral, kind of similar to the Twitter hashtag virals of the day. And the big tip is that if you go there and you check what's viral, what's having the most clicks at the moment, you can position your product around these themes and topics, and that will give you higher engagement uh, than just starting off scratch. That's interesting. And something that we didn't mention, because I don't 
I should maybe, but I don't really conceptualize it as true social media, but that TikTok and Instagram both, and even the next one we're going to talk about, all three are great for would be influencer marketing. Don't try and be the influencer, engage with the influencer and have them market your product. I think that is probably a more efficient use of resources for most businesses, as opposed to trying to become, you know, I don't. I'm not sure that Pizza Hut needs to become have a great TikTok page. What they need is they need somebody who is, you know, great at Call of Duty to eat Pizza Hut while they're on TikTok. Um, and I do think those are different things. And that's that is one of the ways that I think if you're interested in TikTok and you want to tap into its reach and its power, probably use an influencer rather than trying to, you know, go viral as a Again, as a podiatrist, I just don't, I don't think you're going to go viral for fixing, I don't, you know, bunions or this, that, the other, right? Um, just not what it's used for. Now, speaking of video, we've talked quite a bit about video. I think that's a great, great segue into our next topic. Um, what, what's your, your last platform to talk about today, Juan Pablo? YouTube, YouTube. We just, uh, the, the name of that platform for the TikTok trending is called TikTok Creative Center. And this is for businesses. You make an account and it will give you a lot of tips and tools on how to promote your business on TikTok. That was the TikTok Creative Center or just TikTok Creative Center? Yeah, Creative Center. Yeah. Now, YouTube is probably my favorite uh, next to LinkedIn, but I probably spend the most time on, on YouTube. Um, you know, when I started doing marketing, I actually managed a YouTube page for, for a nonprofit and we did a lot of videos in there. Um, YouTube is great because if you have longer video format, we do recommend you have a page linked with your website, your, your contact info. You can do that on, on YouTube. You can create a business page. And um, some of the tips that uh, for YouTube is create high quality videos. You can also make shorts. So if you're making content for TikTok or for Instagram, you can use the same content and put it on YouTube. It also helps for SEO. If um, people are searching on Google and you have YouTube videos with the right titles and the right hashtags, it will give you a high ranking score. So it really does help for SEO optimization. And next to Google, YouTube is like the next most search queries search bar on the internet so if people are looking for podiatrists in houston and you actually have content on your youtube channel uh, there's chances that they might be engaging with your business some of the other tips is to if you do decide to go the video format always make sure you have calls to action have consistent branding so brand your videos have calls to action and i actually know a business owner who does project management courses and project management consulting. She started doing YouTube videos and although she only has like four or 5,000 followers, which is pretty, it's pretty good. She actually monetizes. She started making like three to $5,000 every month, which she's using to reinvest back into her business. That's really cool. And she just recently launched a project management certificate course. And she's using her YouTube channel to promote that course for all her viewers. She shares free tips, but if they want to get certified, they can. Now it's a platform that promotes her course. And that goes to engaging with the community. Make sure you know who you're talking to. People go to her page because they want to get better at project management. She engaged with them. She used their comments and made new videos about those, the questions they had. And now she launched a course 
which she promotes on the channel and people are signing up for the course. So yeah, it's a great place to build a community. And uh, I would say that there's a percentage of people that uh, that do not watch TV, but they do watch YouTube. And they're always looking for different things. Like for me, I look, when I'm working on my car, I have my guys that I go to. I, there's, there's a few guys that I go to and it, it probably I trust them so much, they've helped me so much that if they try to sell something or I will probably engage with those services. Um, I love YouTube for a lot of reasons. Um, I like YouTube for the simple fact, like if you do nothing else, it's just super easy to brand on YouTube. If you're a physician, a restaurateur, just a small business owner, whatever the case may be, it's really easy to record a one minute video talking about who you are. And that can live on a, a YouTube page and it can live on your website as well. And so you can then use it as an asset to spread elsewhere. And so I, I love YouTube because even if you're like specific YouTube channel, you're not monetizing it the way your friend is, you can still leverage those assets elsewhere in your marketing or within your marketing ecosystem to not only boost SEO, but boost customer engagement with you just because video is such a powerful tool for that. Um, the other thing that I like about video on YouTube relative to say video on TikTok is just the way it's implemented and used. It's much more searchable. It's much more about um, finding what you need rather than discovering something random. Um, I think that YouTube is a much more utilitarian platform in that it does allow you to, like you said, go and find like, oh, I have a, you know, I have a Chevy Silverado 2015 with a taillight out. How do I replace my taillight? Um, you can easily go to YouTube and find that. If I tried to find how to replace a taillight on TikTok, I don't know what I would do. I would just scroll until the taillight came up, right? And so it has... Um, in my opinion, it's just slightly more useful uh, throughout the entire marketing ecosystem. Yes, and uh, um, if you write blogs or you make content on, on written format, you can generate videos that don't have to show your face uh, and have like an AI read it and it would still be content, it would still be SEO. So kind of to wrap things up on those, all these channels is you do want a page you want to market your brand on that page, have your website, your contact info. You don't have to create a lot of content. Just have a, a block of a few pieces, at least six pieces that represent your brand. And this will be a good starting platform. Uh, eventually, as your business grows, you will know which way to go. Yep, I, I totally agree with you. So I want to wrap up with just kind of a quick summary of some of the remaining social media platforms. Wanted to talk a little bit about, I guess, Twitter, just behind the scenes. I actually wrote our outline for today before Twitter became X. So it is X now. Um, there's so much going on there that it's hard for me to even say what to do with it or what to recommend. Historically, I would say that Twitter is a great place to put out like press releases. Think of it as kind of your own PR arm rather than a whole lot else. Quite frankly, I think that Twitter works a lot better for um, established brands rather than building your own brand. Um, and it is really more of like, a, again, press releases, a news source, updates, things like that. Not necessarily a place where, you know, a business is going to go and build. People aren't going to generate like really love your small doctor's office because you have a lot of funny jokes about medicine on Twitter. That's just not going to happen. Threads, kind of the same thing. You know, it's a brand new competitor to X. Who knows what's going to happen with it? I still think it's far too new to draw any 
primary conclusions there. It might work a little bit different from X in terms of how the algorithm is is used, but still probably more of a, a press release style situation. Reddit, I don't think of as really a social media platform, but it is a great place to go in and, and get into communities and become an expert that can really help you. So if you were, again, I hate to do this, going back to that, say, podiatrist example, you might go hop on like the you know, foot problems, Reddit, and give some people some tips on like, you know, oh, hey, you have a high arch, go use this type of shoe. And then eventually somebody will say, oh, what do you do? I say, well, actually, this is what I do. You can come find me here. Uh, That may really work. But again, not somewhere that you're going to be able to go and and build a a huge following. The last one that I think is a little bit more interesting that I'm I'm really curious to see what happens with is Nextdoor. Uh, It's just kind of quietly chugging along, building traction. It's a tool that I've used. I think a lot of people do use it when they pop into, um, primarily when they move, but also just throughout the pandemic. And it's it's really hyper-localized, which is something that I like. And so if you are a foot traffic reliant business, I do think that Nextdoor would be a great place to go and create a, a profile and even throw some advertising spend behind it. Again, engage with that community, engage, 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 engage. I know you've heard us say that, but Nextdoor would be a place that I really need or want foot traffic. I really like, I really want to engage with my local community online. Nextdoor is your place there. Any apps that you feel like we missed or any other social media platforms that we, you know, do you want to talk about MySpace? Uh No, unless you're a band. Uh, but uh, no, I think there's a plethora of other apps out there. Just two uh, come to mind that are important that I, they're not really considered social media, but they are as far as business is related. And one of them is a TripAdvisor. If you have a business in a highly localized, like touristy place, you have to have TripAdvisor because people who are traveling, they look for restaurants, they look for you know something that has to do with consumer facing and the other one it's we talked about this before do not let's not sleep on it is google my business uh it's the social media for businesses so if you do have a a restaurant or customer facing business think of it like your your business should have a social media profile and it should be on google my business and TripAdvisor. and you can share some of the content you make on the other pages on on here i agree i agree they are we didn't really discuss them primarily today because people don't think of them as traditional social media, but they're absolutely online platforms that if you are a business, you have to have a presence there. For me, you know, we did a whole pot about it. I think Google My Business is extraordinarily important. So really appreciate you bringing that back up. So I think we're here. We're ready to kind of wrap up here. As always, we wrap up with what piece of pop culture are you engaging with currently and and how do you relate it to marketing if at all okay so man the movies are hot right now they bring in a lot of retro and i think hollywood and businesses realize that if they make a movie that's branded about their product and service they would help sales on the backside so we've seen this with dungeons and dragons with barbie we've seen this uh we just see this example over and over. Uh, I personally just watched uh, Transformers, and I absolutely loved the movie. Brought me back to my childhood with the cartoons. And I think if I was a kid, I would go out and buy a bunch of toys that are Transformers. For sure. I think, you know, I, don't, I really don't have anything specific 
I've been too busy. I haven't been able to make it to the movies. But I do think that what, what you mentioned and what you hit on is, is kind of perfect for our topic today, which is if you look at these companies, what they're building is a marketing ecosystem. Yes, maybe originally Transformers were a toy. Well, they're also a movie. And guess what the toys do? Well, the toys make people, like you mentioned, want to go see the movie. Guess what the movie does? Well, the movie makes people want to go buy the toys. So they're creating a marketing ecosystem. So like, sure, maybe you have really dry explainer videos on YouTube, but maybe on TikTok, you're super fun and you leak back to your YouTube page or maybe on Instagram, you know, it's just pictures of, of food and maybe on YouTube, it's uh, instructional videos on how to prepare a certain dish. The idea here is that as you engage, as you put out that content, do so in an overall marketing ecosystem, they feed into each other, which does in turn generate more business for you. Anything else you wanted to talk about today, Juan Pablo? Man, I just want to give props to the marketing team over there at Barbie. Whatever they did, yeah, I haven't watched the movie. I probably will not watch it. I know. It's pretty crazy. All the social media feeds are user-generated content about Barbie. It's like this: people are going and dressing up and taking pictures inside Barbie theme. So like whatever they did, it's they're making not them, but users share information share the brand which i think is is great whatever whoever came up with all of the whole concept kudos kudos 10 uh, it, stars it really is i was so i I don't want to elongate this too much. And I know you need to sign off, but I was reading about the transition from the name Twitter to the name X and that Twitter had become like Google, its own verb. It was in the cultural lexicon as an idea. And that by changing it to X, Musk was actually throwing away a ton of brand value. You know, I think of Barbie in the same way, obviously, like, I don't think they're changing the name from, from Barbie, but Barbie has clearly penetrated the culture. And that is the, the marketing Holy grail. It is like, I can certainly imagine, I remember even, you know, when I was a kid, it was like, oh, we're going to get done up like Barbie. Once it's in the culture, you really have like, you have value. The name alone has value. And you're right. The marketing team for Barbie has really accelerated that and done a great job. I mean, I, until this movie came out, I hadn't thought about a Barbie in 25 years. And now it's all I can think about. Really great shout out. Yes, yes. It's been a great to hang out with you and our audience today. I uh, really thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we look forward to our next one. Yep. This has been Graham and Juan Pablo in Transmission. Mm -hmm.